We're so glad you're here with us. Amen. Let's give him glory this morning. to come, but we're also here to worship Him because of who He is this morning. 
if he never did another thing, if he never healed us another time, if he never supplied another thing for us, he would still be worthy of all the praise because he is God and he has saved us and he has provided a way that we could live with him forever in heaven. And this morning, we just want to worship him because of who he is. Amen. I want to shout out a big thank you to everybody that had a part in our community outreach. We raised almost $2,000 uh, 
uh, for that, and I want to say thank you for everyone that gave into it, and not only you gave into it, but you prayed and you came and was involved in it. And I, I want to say a big shout out to everyone that was involved in that. We had a great time praying over the people of our community and loving on them and giving them a blessing bag. And it was called the Blessing Bag Outreach. And thank everyone for being involved uh, being involved in that. I want to preach just for a few minutes uh, on the subject on encountering God. How that you and I can have an encounter with God. When you, have, when you and I have an encounter with God, it literally, it literally changes our life. When you and I have an encounter with God, it literally will change the course of our life. When you and I have an encounter with God, it will literally change our destiny, our purpose, and lead us right into what God has for your life and for my life. Nobody greater than Isaiah uh, pins this in a beautiful picture in Isaiah chapter 6 and 1 through 3, and he puts, it, he puts it like this. He says, in the year that King Uzziah dies, he says, uh, Isaiah says, I clearly saw the Lord. Isaiah knew that he was having an encounter with God. He said, I clearly saw the Lord. He said, and he was high and lifted up. His long flowing robe of splendor spread throughout the temple, meaning realizing that God was much bigger than Isaiah was. Standing above him was the angels of flaming fire, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces with reverence. With two wings they covered their feet. And with two wings they fled. And one called out to another, saying, Holy Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, commander of the army angels. The whole earth is filled with His glory. Isaiah had no question in his mind if he had had an encounter with God. When you have an encounter with God, again, it will literally change the course of your life. When you have an encounter with God, it will literally transform your life. And Isaiah knew that he needed an encounter with God. The first thing that I see out of uh, this passage of Scripture is that God wants to reveal Himself to you and I. God wants to reveal Himself to you and I. You say, well, Pastor, you don't know how I'm living now? You don't know how I have lived before. You don't know what's going on in my life around me. God still wants to reveal Himself to you. God wants, let me say that again, God wants to reveal His promises to you. God wants to reveal His love to you. God wants to reveal His power to you. God wants to reveal His presence to you. Remember the woman at the well? She had an encounter with God's love. Remember uh, the woman with the issue of blood? She had an encounter with God. She had an encounter with God's healing. Remember the Apostle Paul? He was killing Christians, putting them in prison until he had an encounter with God's mercy. Remember Peter? Peter Peter cussed. 
Peter lied. Peter cheated until he had an encounter with God's grace. Joshua, in the Old Testament, he's leading the children of Israel out of the wilderness into the promised land. They then had an encounter with God, which they encountered God's promises. The 120 in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, they were having an encounter with God, and the Bible says the early church was birthed. The very first thing I see that God wants to reveal himself to you and I. But we've got ourselves want God to reveal himself to you and I. The second thing I see is God wants to cleanse us and God wants to change us. Let me say that again. God wants to cleanse us and then God wants to change us. We see people come into church and we want to do the, we want to do the cleansing and we want to do the changing. We want to bring them to the altar and we want to clean them up and we want to change them. But Isaiah says that God is the one that does the cleansing. And God is the one who does the what? He does the changing. Isaiah knew that he needed a fresh encounter with God. Why? Because of his unrighteousness. Isaiah knew that he needed a transformation in his life. Why? We'll see in the passage of Scripture coming up. Because of his unclean lips. Isaiah knew he needed a change in his life. Because his life was all jacked up and all messed up. Isaiah knew he needed an inner healing in his life because of his brokenness in his life. Isaiah knew he needed forgiveness in his life because of the sinfulness in his life. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 4 and 7 paints this beautiful picture of God cleansing Isaiah and God changing Isaiah. God cleansing Isaiah. Isaiah and God changing Isaiah. Let's look at the passage of Scripture in Isaiah chapter 6 in verse 4. And it says like this, And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. The voice of angels calling, Holy, holy was so powerful, the house was filled with smoke. It was filled with God's glory. Verse 5, and he says, Woe is me, for I am lost. Look at the very first thing that Jeremiah, excuse me, Jeremiah, Isaiah realizes when he gets in the presence of God. He realizes that he was lost and undone and had sin in his life. One of the first things, one of the first things that you will realize that is in your life, when you get in the presence of God, is God will reveal any sin that you have in your life. Any sin at all that's in your life. If When you truly have an encounter with God, God will reveal any uncleanliness in your life. And he says, Woe is me, Isaiah is saying, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of people of an unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the cherubims and the angel to me, having his hand with a burning cold. And when he had taken from the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth, and he said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt has been taken away, and your sins forgiven. 
God did not leave Isaiah in that unclean state. God loved him too much to leave him where he was at. It's more than just walking to an altar and saying a prayer and walking back out the door without your life being changed. You have to have, listen, you have to have a heart of repentance. Your heart has to truly repent before God. I've seen so many people over through the years just walk to an altar, say a little prayer, and get back up and go out and live the same life they were living when they walked in the church. There has to be a transformation in your life. There has to be a, a God has to do a work in your life, a cleansing in your life. You have to truly want to repent of your sins. And Isaiah realized that he was a man of unclean lips and a heart uh, that was unclean and he needed to be changed. Tommy Tenney writes and says it like this, the path to the glory of God is where it takes us right up to the altar where we must lay everything down and die. If you ever get hungry for God and you are in pursuit of Him, He will do things for you that He won't do for anybody else. But you got to die on the altar of self or on the altar of repentance. The second thing that God does when you pursue His glory, when you hunger and thirst after His presence, He invites you to an altar of repentance. When you have a true encounter with God, there will always be an altar of repentance. The first sign of revival is not jumping up and down and hollering and shouting. The first sign of revival is an altar of repentance. Let me say that again. The first sign of, of revival coming to your own individual life or uh, the first sign of revival coming to a church is not a, a loud worship service and people running around the church uh, uh, shouting and hollering. No. The first sign of a revival in your life or my life or the life of the church is true repentance. An altar of repentance. A true heart of repentance that we see In the book of Isaiah, chapter 6. He had a true encounter with God. How can we tell that? Because he was in the presence of God. We see that in uh, verse 1 and 3. And then we also see in chapter 6 that he truly had an encounter with God. Why? Because he was crying out for repentance in his life. God wants to have an encounter with you and I. But God also, in that encounter, will literally change the course of our life through a heart of repentance. Let me pray. Father, I thank you. For you are a good, good Father. Father, I'm asking you to open our hearts and open our minds to you right now. And God, I'm asking you to bring us to an altar of repentance in our life. We're living in a day and time that I feel like we're on the brink of the coming of the Lord. And Father, I I want us as individuals and as a church to take as many people to heaven as we can before the rapture of the church. And Father, if there's anyone... 
that is watching by video that doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. The God that you will reach down and you will prick their heart. You will touch their heart. That they realize like Isaiah that they are unclean in their heart. And God, they will accept you as their Savior. Father, as we pray this prayer with them, if you pray this prayer with me this morning, and you give your life to Christ, you're just as saved as I am. I want to invite you to say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I admit that I'm not living for you. I admit that I've got sin in my life. But, Father, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe He died on the cross for me. But this morning, I confess with my mouth the sins of my life. And, Father, if you will come and live in my life, and, Jesus, you will forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of unrighteousness. Father, I'll live the rest of my life for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to challenge you to get your Bible, and uh, I want to challenge you to spend some time in prayer, and I want to challenge you to go after God like you've never went after Him, because God wants, He wants to have an encounter with you. God bless you, and may the Lord bless you, and may His face shine upon you.